Good morning. standing. Sorry, sorry, I wasn't quite quick enough. I should have been already here. Won't you join me in uh, excerpts from Psalm 136. If you're familiar with Psalm 136, I've taken out some of the, His steadfast love endures forever. We're not repeating that every single line. But join with me in the spirit of Psalm 136. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate and rescued us from our foes, who gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. You may be seated. And I should say, the whole church says. I want to welcome each and every one of you here today. I don't think it's too late to say Happy Thanksgiving. I hope that your celebration this week has been full and wonderful. I'm guessing that some of you actually had multiple Thanksgiving meals going from family to family. And so we'll pray for you. We'll pray for your recovery from all of that eating. But we're really thankful that you chose to be with us this morning here in person. We want to thank those of you who've joined us online. We appreciate you logging in. We would invite you to uh, subscribe to our channel first. And then secondly, during this program, please give us a thumbs up. If at any point you're blessed, we hope that we can, uh, again, that this service will honor God and be an inspiration and a blessing to all of us as well. 
On your way in today, I hope you got a copy of the Caring and Sharing, a number of things in there. We really appreciate Dara coming and pulling that together on a, on a holiday week, and uh, she, she did a good job, and we have several updates there, so I want to be sure that you get a hold of that, and particularly the prayer list that you'll find on page two. You can always find the Caring and Sharing on our website, www.ljchurch.org, and I encourage you to uh, check that uh, resource often want to remind you that we will continue to have our contactless procedures in place and I would encourage you to go on. This would be a great time to get your individual communion sets as well. Also, we continue with our contactless giving. We're not passing trays. You know that the box is in the back. It says giving back to God. You also have the opportunity to make online gifts. Um, it may well be that this will be the last time that the QR code comes up, and if you would like an easy way to make an online gift, you might snap a picture of that, and it should help you get to that very, very easily. I want to remind you that next Sunday, next Sunday is the deadline. Next Sunday is the deadline for our Arms of Hope uh, gift cards. It would be my hope that we are taking the stars that you can find in the back, skip back in the Welcome Center, whether you take a, a $5 one, I think $10 one, $25 one, or $50 one, or if you take multiples, please get a gift card, put a paper clip on that, and place it in the giving back to God. Uh, there's a little bit of information asked for. They ask for your name and address. They want to send you a thank you note is all that that's about. Again, this is a way that we can help the house parents at all the Arms of Hope facilities be able to go and purchase Christmas gifts and make it a great Christmas for the kids that are in their care. So I hope that you'll get on board with that, grab one here. If for whatever reason you don't have one and you think of it in the middle of the week, give us a call at the office and we'll make sure you get one so that uh, you can participate in that. They are, however, due next Sunday so that we can get them to the house parents and so that they can have that opportunity to fill them out. Today's going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be a special. It seems appropriate that as we take a week that we give special emphasis to Thanksgiving, not that Thanksgiving is not an all-year thankful time for those of us who know God, but a big part of what we do as a church as we follow in Jesus' footsteps and as we continue in the patterns of the original church is coming around a table every week. Now, the table in your church may look really big and be very ominous and you can hide behind it. Uh, this church used to have a big, huge thing. It hardly even looked like a table. It looked like a stage to stand on or something like into that. Your, ta- your table at your church may have some words in front of it that says... Do this in remembrance, right? You've seen that table. And in reality, when Jesus used a table, it was used every single day. It was part of feasts and festivals and meals for some family somewhere all the time. And so we've brought a table to the front today. Because today we're going to spend a little time reflecting on all that we have to be thankful to God for, particularly the way we give thanks to God in the Lord's Supper. It is my prayer and my hope that as we investigate some different aspects, you don't lose the sight of the fact that Jesus has invited you to his table. Not because you're good enough to be there, but because he chooses to invite you to be at his table and partake of this incredible meal together. 
I'll probably mention it again, but our little bite of cracker and our little sip of, of what comes out of that cup, we're not exactly sure what's in the cup at this stage in the individual things, but we're going to hope that it's grape juice. It is, it is only a shadow. It is only a representation of a meal that Jesus prepared or had prepared for the disciples. It was a full meal. When they got done with it, they felt like you felt after Thanksgiving. They were full. And it is probably actually at the point that they were filled with the things that Jesus prepared for them that he then said, let me give you the greatest fullness of all. Body of Christ, blood of Christ, bread, cup. We are called to remember Jesus. And we're going to do that in four different movements today. I'll have a little something to say about each movement. We will have a scripture reading for each movement. And we'll have a song that we sing together for each movement. Because of the way the service is going to be set up today... Uh, we're going to do a couple of things a little differently. But one of them is that we're going to offer the invitation here on the front end of the service. There should never be a time when we don't recognize how much we need Jesus. Amen? Amen. And if you are a person who hasn't really fully realized what Jesus can mean in your life, we would love to start a conversation with you. We would love to tell you about what Jesus means and how you can find Jesus and the promise of Jesus from the very first page of the Bible to the very last page of the Bible and how he is woven into all of it and how he invites you to this table from his mercy and grace and how you have the opportunity to respond to that mercy and grace in repentance and confession, in baptism and in living in a way that says with every moment and every fiber of your being, thank you for what you have done and what you continue to do in my life. We're going to sing a song. If you would like to, to start that conversation, if you would like to make a public proclamation of, I need more Jesus in your life, you'd be welcome to come. If you're online with us and would like to start that conversation, the text number is on the screen, 979-217-3300. Someone will respond to you. And continue that conversation forward. So won't you stand? Won't you stand at this time? And I ask for you to think as we sing this song, as we come beneath the cross of Jesus, what's the next thing that Jesus, the next step that Jesus wants you to take in your relationship closer to Him? And may that be the song of your heart as we sing together. Mark? Beneath the cross of Jesus, I fain would take my stand. The shadow of a mighty rock within a weary land, a home within the wilderness.
Church this morning, Mary Handelang has asked for a special prayer on her behalf that she wants to be more closer to God, be filled more filled greater with the Spirit, and dedicate her walk to God. So let's take a moment, let's pray on Mary's behalf. Our Holy Father, we're thankful for women like Mary who can be the example to all of us as she wants to dedicate her life to be closer to you, that we would all have share that same dedication, that same desire to walk closer to you and be filled with your spirit. Be with Mary. Give her the strength she requests she requ- and needs to serve you in each and every way that she is gifted. We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Let us continue in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, our mighty God, our Creator, our Savior, we thank you so much for for your unconditional love. We thank you for the many things that you provide for us on a daily basis. We thank you for this past holiday, dear Heavenly Father, for, for allowing us to have that freedom and to share with our families, with our loved ones. And we pray that you help us to reflect not just that day, dear Heavenly Father, but every single day of the year to know that we belong to a God who doesn't change, who, who is merciful, dear Heavenly Father, no, no matter how, far, how short we fall. And we pray that you continue to be with us, pray that you be with the visitors that came today in person we pray that you be with all those who are listening online that you hear their prayers their heavenly father and we we thank you for all the missions that we are part of in this earth especially for Shelly Bryant dear heavenly father we 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 raise her up to you at this time and the whole congregation at Singapore we pray that you Continue to bless them with strength, dear God. We know that they're going through a tough time in, in this pandemic, and we pray that you continue to bless them with wisdom, with dedication, with faith to find unique ways to continue your praise. We pray that you help us out to be a light to all those who surround us, to all those who we come in, in contact with, dear Heavenly Father, and we pray that you Help us to open our hearts and take in today's lesson. Help us to allow us to learn from it and apply it, apply it to our daily lives. And most importantly, we are thankful for Jesus. And all this we pray in his name. Amen.
would like to invite the kids to come on down with me. We haven't done this in a while, but uh, and I would remind parents, if you have any concern that your children might not be able to sit still, you're welcome to come with them and, and join them here as well. And uh, so if we could sit on the floor, thank you, Haley. I appreciate you setting that example. All the kids are welcome. I'm not too scary, although sometimes I can be. If you want to turn around and face me, I'd appreciate it. We're going to put some things on the screen in just a second. Hi, guys. Welcome. Thank you. Have a seat. I remember when Avery used to come down here, and we had to figure out where she was going to sit. So it's fun to see grown-up kids. And it's been too long since I've seen you down here at Kid Talk. A long time ago, Jesus had a very special day in his ministry. And it was, it's, kinda, it's so important that when... Matthew wrote his story about Jesus. Who else wrote stories about Jesus? Matthew, Mark, Luke. And see if the moms and dads can come up with the last one. Oh, we're so proud of them, aren't we? All four of those guys, when they wrote Jesus' story, this was one of the main miracles that they wanted to record for us. And Jesus was out teaching on a hillside, and there were so many people there. You could hardly count them. But, of course, Jesus was really good, and so he said... 5,000, that's how many there. And they had all kind of gotten hungry and it was getting dark. And I don't know about you, but when it starts to get dark and I'm hungry, what am I ready to do? Eat. Eat. How about moms and dads? When it starts to get dark and you're hungry, what do you want to do? And unfortunately, Jesus didn't have an H-E-B or a Kroger or a Walmart to go to real quick. In fact, one of the disciples said, there's not enough food that a whole month's wages to get for these people. And what we would also know is that he's kind of out where it's a little bit... Uh, there's not a whole lot of towns around. Even if you had money, there wouldn't be enough food to buy for all those people. But there was one little boy who came up to Jesus and said, I'll share what I have. Does anybody remember what he had in his baskets? Yes, Haley. He had bread and fish. Does anybody know how many loaves of bread he had? He had five loaves of bread and two what? Two fish. That's exactly right. And Jesus then, guess what Jesus did? He said thank you to the little boy for sharing. But more importantly, he stopped and he said thank you to God. He blessed it, the scripture tells us. He gave thanks to God for what he had given. Thanks for the bread and thanks for the fish. We don't know any more language around it. But it is kind of interesting that he'll pray a prayer exactly like that. He'll give thanks to God. He took the bread and he gave thanks. And a little later in the story, he's going to take some other bread and give thanks. And it's exactly the same words. It's kind of interesting. What happened? What happened when Jesus prayed over that bread and those fish? Yes. Was there enough for everybody? Enough for everybody in this room? With five loaves and two fish? No. No. How many people? 5,000. Not just 5,000 people, but 5,000 men, plus all the women and children that went along with that. And there was not just enough, not just enough, there were... Twelve baskets full left over. Everybody go, wow! Can we do that together? Wow! It would be one of those examples of my God is so big and so strong and so mighty, there's nothing he can't do, including make enough food for all of us. And it all began 
It all began with Jesus giving thanks. Now, a little later, a guy named Paul wrote a book called First Thessalonians. Can you say First Thessalonians? First Thessalonians. Let's see if mom and dad can say that. First Thessalonians. And in chapter 5 of that book, he tells us some very important things for all people who love Jesus and follow Jesus and love God and who want to live their lives following Jesus need to do. The first one of those is to be kind to everyone. Can you say that with me? Be kind to everyone. Now, you'll notice that Paul uses the word kind, but Jesus will oftentimes say, love your neighbor, right? And I think this is the same idea, and it just says it in a little bit different words. Be kind to everyone. Second of all, he says, always be joyful. Can you say it that with me? Always be joyful. You didn't put your hands up. Ready? Always be joyful. Y'all are really disappointing out there. Always be joyful. That's exactly right. Be kind to everyone. Always be joyful. And it also said, never stop praying. Hmm. Can you say that with me? Never stop praying. That sounds like a hard job, but you know what? If you love Jesus, I have a feeling it just kind of comes easy to talk to God and talk to Jesus all the time. Never stop praying. And then I wonder what the last thing. Be kind, be joyful, never stop praying. What would be the last thing that he would say? Give thanks no matter what. Wow. Wait a minute. That means when my favorite pair of socks get a hole in them, I need to say, thanks. Does that mean that when mom bakes the best meal ever, I say, thanks? It was, or dad, I suppose dad could make meals too. That's exactly right. But it, matter, it doesn't matter what's going on. We always have the opportunity to give thanks. Can you say that with me? Give thanks no matter what? That was awesome. You did a super job. And when we give thanks, no matter what, guess, who's, guess who we're following? God. We're following God. And God's favorite person, God's favorite servant is Jesus. When we give thanks, no matter what, we're following what Jesus did. And who knows? Because we give thanks... Maybe really special things can happen in our life just like Jesus gave thanks for bread and fish and it took care of everybody. I am really thankful that we have some folks that are going to do uh, Limitless Kids and Stage 2 and Praise Kids and y'all have an opportunity to head that direction now. But let's give a big round of applause for our great kids at our congregation. That's you. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel. You are to worship at a distance, but Moses alone is to approach the Lord. The others must not come near, and the gospel and the people may not come up with you. When Moses went and told the people all the Lord's words and laws, they responded with one voice. Everything the Lord has said, we will do. 
Moses then wrote down everything the Lord had said. He got up early the next morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up 12 stone pillars representing the 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent young Israelite men, and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls as fellowship offerings to the Lord. Moses took half the blood and put it in the bowls, and the other half he splashed against the altar. And he took the book of the covenant and read it to the people. They responded, We will do everything the Lord has said. We will obey. Moses then took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel went up and saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was something like a pavement made of lapis lazuli, as bright and blue as the sky. God did not raise his hand against these leaders of the Israelites. They saw God and they ate and drank. God invites them to a table, but if you notice the scriptures, God first said, don't come anywhere near. Only Moses can come. And then they offer a sacrifice. And in offering this sacrifice, what they're doing is engaging in a covenant. You'll remember Jesus' words about this is the blood of the covenant. And when we come to Jesus' table, we're participating in a long tradition of covenants being not only established but celebrated by coming to table. There may not be a better example of it than when Samuel came to Jesse's house and he said, where are your sons? We're going to offer a sacrifice. And for us, maybe we think, ah, we're going to sit in rows and we're going to open songbooks and we're going to read from the Bible and we're going to have a worship service. But for them in that time, when he said, I'm going to offer a sacrifice, it meant we were going to remember God's blessing of covenant, very much like they did at the mountain here. We're going to sacrifice an animal in that in that in doing that. <laughs> what word did I lose? Um, process. Thank you. Of all the words to lose, in that process, we're going to have a meal of what has been sacrificed. We're going to celebrate God's goodness. We're going to celebrate as these men did in Exodus chapter twenty-four. That they could be in God's presence, a place that was full of fear and awe, and yet live because of the sacrifice that was made. And they got to eat of the sacrifice, not just sort of on the side, but very much like Jesus and the disciples at table with God in God's presence. There probably isn't a sacrificial meal that's more remembered than the Passover meal. It is, in fact, when Jesus says, I want to celebrate the Passover with his disciples, go and prepare a place for us to celebrate the Passover together, that the Lord's Supper at the end of that meal was instituted. But he's recreating a conversation. He's recreating a remembrance of the fact that God saved them. 
God saved them from Egypt. God brought them out into the desert. And they would remember the covenant that he made with them. And part of remembering that covenant was the sacrifice of an animal and then the eating of that animal. I love the way the first text, Exodus chapter 12, talks about the idea that you're going to have one lamb for your family. And if your family's not big enough to eat that whole lamb, you get the neighbors to come over because you're going to eat all of it. But it is the blood of that lamb that was spread on the doorposts. So in a very special sort of way, they entered into relationship with God because the blood was given and they were preserved. The death angel passed over them. And every time they ate a bite of that lamb, they remembered this lamb's blood is why we can be in God's presence. Remember Jesus who said... I invite you to this table. I invite you to remember. I invite you to remember that it is the blood of the covenant that makes it possible for you to be here. He invites us to come and eat. And while our celebration in a moment will only include a small sip and a little bite, we need to recognize that this is simply a promise that leads us and points us towards one great day. When the table will be truly in the presence of the Lord. And Jesus himself will be there. I'm going to guess still with pierced hands and a pierced side. And welcome us to a meal that he has provided. A covenant meal that Jesus sets for us. That Jesus provides for us. And Jesus makes it possible for us to eat. Aren't we thankful, thankful for the covenant that Jesus provides for us each day and each week? Mark? Please stand. Who paints the skies into glorious day? Only the splendor of Jesus, who breathes his life into this of clay. Only the splendor of Jesus, who shakes the valleys and brings the rain. Only the splendor of Jesus, who makes the desert to live again. Only 
the mercy of Jesus, purchasing souls for eternity. Only the mercy of Jesus. He is wonderful. He is glorious, full in righteousness, full of tenderness. Come and worship Him. He's the Prince of life. He will cleanse our hearts in His river of thorns. He is wonderful. He is glorious, full in righteousness, full of tenderness. Come and worship Him. He's the Prince of life. He will cleanse our hearts in His river of life. Morning. I'll be reading from Matthew 26, 26 to 30. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it from, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, just poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus invites us to a shared meal. You'll notice that when we went backwards and looked at uh, more than a thousand years earlier, when that Passover feast was established, when those elders met at the foot of the mountain, it was not a solo event. It was not somebody walking off into a a garden, quiet, but instead it was a shared event. Passover was always a shared event. You were, if you were a stranger, a Jew who was in a strange land, you found other Jews to participate with the Passover in, and in fact they do that still to this day. When you, as a Christian, travel the world over You have the opportunity every Sunday, if you'll just do a little research, you will find a place where you can share together the Lord's Supper with people. When I had the opportunity back when we were carrying the Lord's Supper to our widows, it was never going to be a solo event because we were going to take it together. Jesus invites us to a shared meal. You need to see a little bit different picture than maybe what we typically draw here in our services. We come to this place of somber remembrance, and we should remember. But I would say to you that when Jesus did this, it was at a Passover meal, or a meal like a Passover. And this was a time full of conversation. It was full of laughter. You need to think a whole lot more about the way your table sounded at Thanksgiving then you think about maybe the way that we gather around the table here on a typical Sunday morning. 
It's loud. It's boisterous. The Passover meal had specific scripts for the children to ask. There were uh, hunts that they were supposed to go on to find things in the house. And while it doesn't appear that Jesus and the disciples had any children with them to do those kinds of things, my guess is it was a time of great conversation. It was a time of incredible anticipation. And I believe that as we continue to read the New Testament celebration of the Lord's Supper, we need to think a whole lot less about quietly sitting with our little cup and our little cracker and a whole lot more about a group of people gathered. How many of you get to go to a life group every once in a while? And every once in a while, a life group will stop and it will be prayerful or it will stop and we will read the word of God together but most of the time when our life group together even though our life group is on zoom people are constantly talking and we have this interchange going on because we are sharing life together amen there may be nothing more important for us to do as we remember Jesus than to realize that he invites us not to just a one-on-one relationship with him and yes it is true That he invites us to know him in a very personal way. But he never intends for us to be Christians out there all alone, does he? He formed a church. He gathered people together. He said, whenever two or three are gathered together, I'm with you there. And we have this opportunity to re-envision and know We're not going to turn the chairs around so that you can face each other. That's not happening. We don't have multiple tables set around the room so that you can go and have a conversation with people around a table. Not that that would be wrong. We don't have a big feast to have before we take the special bread and the special cup. But that doesn't mean that your heart doesn't recognize and that your eyes don't look around And that you aren't thankful not only for all that Jesus did, but for thankful for the people that Jesus has surrounded us with to point us towards Him. Amen? From the very first, it was a shared meal. Jesus shared it with those He loved, and He invites you to come to His table and share a meal. Not only with him, but with all those who would walk together in following him. Mark? Oh, sacred head now Do that.
Good morning. I'll be reading from 1 Corinthians 11, verses 23 through 26. For I have received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is... This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now would be a time to have your individual set with you. Jesus invites us to a table to remember. Paul in 1 Corinthians is probably writing the first words in the first century that reflected what went on when Jesus had that last meal with the disciples. It's a great gift for us, and it is followed in a beautiful way. As the Gospels are written later, they reflect exactly what Paul had to say earlier, probably 20 years earlier. To remember. To remember Jesus. And in remembering to proclaim his death. And I would like to clarify, it's very common for Paul to use the phrase death when in what he is meaning by its context is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. All that Christ did for us until he comes again. It is a meal to remember. It is a celebration of covenant. It is a celebration of being brought together with Christ and together with each other. And it is a meal in which we are called to remember. Jesus at the forefront of our minds. Jesus in what he did in living among us. Jesus in what he did and teaching among us. Jesus and what he did in the powerful wonders and signs that he did, capped off by that greatest gift, that greatest testimony of laying his life down on the cross, and that greatest sign that John points us to in his gospel. First sign, second sign, the greatest sign is the sign of his resurrection. We get to recreate, we get to remember. Not as if it's a historical fact, but we get to remember as if it is a living reality in each of our lives. Amen? We're going to share this meal together, and I want to encourage you. We're going to have a fair bit of time. Ron has a reading that will accompany the after the prayer for the bread. Ron will have an extended reading. And I would encourage you, and I realize this is maybe a, a wider stretching of the elbows than you're used to. But you have the opportunity to open the section. And and again, we have some of the older ones that most of you have today that have the two tabs on top. One of them is clear. If you're pulling the bread out, just get the clear. Don't get the foil tab. You'll be in trouble. But to take out your bread after the prayer... And I would like you to find a partner, someone sitting near you. And I would like for you to give your bread. And by the way, if it's a stranger, leave it in the cup and say, 
put it in their cup and say this. Body of Christ given for you. Can you say that with me? Body of Christ given for you. It is our typical practice to sit in silence once we have partaken, but I simply want to invite you to have this opportunity. As it is a shared meal, I would invite you to stand wherever you are and turn to anyone, someone that you haven't exchanged bread with, and to say, Jesus gave his life for you. Can you say that with me? Jesus gave his life for you. You might say something like, don't forget what Jesus did. Try that out. Don't forget what Jesus did. And if you need to walk from the back to the front to do that, and if you need to walk from the front to the back to do that with someone who you are called to remind, Jesus gave his life. Don't forget what Jesus did for you. Then I would encourage you to feel free to do that. When... James will come up toward the prayer for the cup. It would be good for you, if you're not near your seat, to stand still for that moment and then return to the person that you're exchanging your communion elements with. Again, to pull off the top, to hand them your cup, and they hand you yours. And when it's handed, you say, Blood of Christ given for you. Can you try that for me? Blood of Christ given for you. And I would say, we're going to sing some songs after we uh, take of the cup. But if you didn't find all the people that you need to find, that the Spirit is calling you to say, Jesus gave his life for you too, then go find that next person. Don't forget what Jesus has done for you. Not as a straightening them out, but to bless them. Kevin, won't you come? Let's pray for the bread. Father, we thank you so much for each and every week that we have the opportunity to come together to worship you. And we thank you so much for this bread that you've given to us to proclaim your son's death, his burial, and his resurrection. And we proclaim it now as we take of this. And we pray that you'll be with us as we take it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. And Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. 
For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. Then the Jews began to complain about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the man in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves said, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like that which your ancestors ate when they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. bow with me. Gracious Father, we continue our thanks for this cup which to us as Christians is the blood of Jesus given for the remission of our sins on the cross where he, we know that he came in the flesh, lived as a man, he died the death and was resurrected. And Father, we pray that we might partake of this until he comes again for we do know that he will come again. These things we pray in Christ's name. Amen.
Corinthians chapter 11 verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Moving over to Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. 
Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be tra- transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Thank you, Wes. And the whole church said, Amen. Amen. Body of Christ, given for you. Blood of Christ, given for you. It not only is a meal to remember, it is a body of Christ meal. Paul in this setting is, uh, again, giving us this first written, uh, preserved uh, account of what Christ did. But he couches it in a lesson that is about the way we live together. And for us to, in any way, take of the Lord's Supper and remember Christ and the cross and the resurrection and not think that that's supposed to have an impact on the way we live today, then we've missed it. Amen? In fact, when Paul says, don't take it in an unworthy manner, we we may create a list of moral failings that we have that we need to get straight. But much more important to him were the relational issues among people and particularly that we in any way would make one person feel less or lord it over someone else when we gather at this meal that Christ, this table that Christ sets before us. Amen? And so it is that it's a a body of Christ meal. And we move from this meal and this celebration and this time together and we are inspired to go be body of Christ. Such that Paul, when he wants to sum up the teaching that he's given, he says, so now we are to be living sacrifices. This is your true and proper worship. We give our lives as Christ gave his life. We live our lives as Christ lived his wife. As we partake of this, and even though it is in small pieces for us in these days, we take this meal, it should give us what we need to be body of Christ in the world. We so often, because it's convenient, tie together the Lord's Supper and the giving back to God, but it is a very important statement about what we believe is going on in the Lord's Supper. It is that Christ has given... So that we can be givers. And while we may choose to see the pocketbook as the primary way we're giving, make no mistakes. The gift of your life is what Christ requires. It is what Christ calls for. It is to follow in His footsteps. And in that process, if we make a financial gift part of our whole self coming to Christ then God be praised. But if somehow or another we are misunderstanding that we can somehow or another slip God a check or put a little cash in the envelope or click the button on the website and make the credit card do its thing and that that's all that God wants, then did we really take the supper? Did we really eat the body of Christ? Did we really take the loaf of a life not 
partially given, totally given. And blood that doesn't simply give a little forgiveness, but blood that forgives us of all our sins. Amen? Let our gift be our whole selves, our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing, because that is our proper worship. Won't you join me in prayer in a blessing on our gifts? Our Father and our God, we are so thankful for the opportunity that is ours to respond to this great love that God, that you have given us in Jesus Christ. As we partake of the cup and as we partake of the bread and we remember the body and blood of Jesus, may our hearts explode with this sense of we can never repay what has been given, but let us bring us to a place where we want to give all that we have and all that we are to him. As a part of our all, we ask that you would take these financial gifts and bless them as only you can. We pray that these financial gifts will be like those loaves and that fish that that are expanded because of your power. And they become a greater witness than just what the money does. We give you thanks for the gift of Jesus. And we give you thanks that we can return these monetary gifts to you. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. And we all say, Amen. We're going to, to, I think our kids are coming back. If you've got stage two kids, you can go and get them during these songs. We're going to sing some songs that are about responding to all that God did for us. A couple of songs, He paid a debt, and we're going to sing about the breath in our lungs is there so that we can praise Jesus. Amen? I invite you to stand as we sing these songs. He paid a debt, he did not owe, I owed a debt, I could not pay, I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a very song, amazing grace, all day long, Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. I'm glad that Jesus did all my sins today. I now can sing a brand new song, amazing grace. All day long, Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. One day he's coming back for me to live with him. Won't it be glory to see him on that day? I then will sing a brand new song, amazing grace. All day long, Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never You give life, you are love, you bring life to the
son Jesus. Thanks for his life. Thanks for his death on the cross. Thanks for his resurrection. And thanks for the gift of the bread and the cup so that we may be constantly reminded of all that he has done for us. We pray this in the name of Jesus and we all say amen. You may be seated. We've got several birthdays uh, on this weekend and I'm just going to mention a couple of those. Uh, First of all, yesterday was Gunther Krauss's 90th birthday. So he's watching. Big, a big happy birthday, Gunther. And I know that uh, also Sandra. Sandra Mullins is out watching today, and she's having her birthday today, among others. So everybody, let's give a big happy birthday to her as well. 
I think our kids are back in here, and so I'm going to invite them down for the kids' gift, and Gary's going to get started on our closing announcements. Good evening. Uh, good morning, rather. Uh, it's not evening yet. All right. As I went through and looked at, uh, listened to the, the lesson, I remember how we started talking about the Passover. Long ago, the Passover was established, and how it was a foreshadow for the perfect sacrifice that would come. The Passover was. Uh, observed annually, but when Jesus gave his life, it was the perfect sacrifice once and for all. So that was one of the things to go through and look at. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We continue to thank you for the financial support that you give us. A thank you note was handed to me this morning, and I'll read it to you. Thank you so much for the church accommodation extended to the Jeffrey Fuller funeral on Saturday, November 27, 2021, from the Fuller family. We want to also remember uh, the family of Jeffrey Fuller as uh, they uh, go through that. Also, the announcement was uh, Bob Dozier. It was Laura Arthur and the family of Bob Dozier as they go through their, this time morning also. Um, also in my notes, the Arms of Hope gift cards are in the, uh, are in the foyer. Uh, please participate in this. This congregation has always been very, very uh, generous in this gift. Also coming up are uh, our Christmas gift baskets. Uh, next week we will have gift cards or whatever for the children that will need be for our Christmas gift cards. Uh, Christmas gift baskets this year. We want to remember also uh, our ministry mission emphasis this month is Ben Shelley Bryant. Uh, If you've not already looked at your Wednesday update, there is a really good update there from Shelley Bryant about the faces, the challenges, and the blessings they've had in her ministry in Singapore. Uh, So go back and look at that. Um, our family next Sunday will be our family fellowship uh, services next Sunday um, be a special event for some of us uh, it's going to be one of the times that we're going to have to say goodbye to Joe and Karen Phillips Ugh. anyway so we'll miss them and, but that's next Sunday prepare meals and for the family fellowship next Sunday also, uh, the youth ministry search team has, this work is still continuing, so continue to pray also for this ministry team. For, uh, you can read the names here, Terry, Manuel, and Ryan, and Dara, DJ, Abby, Leanne, and Andrew, as they've worked hard with this team and done diligent work. And if there's nothing else, Uh, No other announcements. Let's take a moment. Let's pray together. 
Our Holy Father, you have blessed us so many ways and so many things that one day of thanksgiving is just not enough, that we need to live thankfully to you all day, every day. Father, on our prayer list this evening and this morning, we pray for, for Sylvia, for Penny, for Bell and Terry, for Ty, for Trinity, for Joe Bryant, especially with her daughter Shelley so far away, for Rhonda Pierre and the and the challenges she faces in Haiti. Also pray for Shelley and the ministry that she's doing, that you'll continue to bless her and give her strength. Father, we pray for for comfort for the family of Jeffrey Fuller and the family of Bob Dozier as they're suffering loss, that they may find comfort in your body. Father, we pray for those who are on our list or suffering uh, through cancer. Nina and LaVonda, Rick, John, Naomi, and Vicki, that you'll bless them with healing, comfort, and care. Father, we pray again for Mary as she Mary Henlang, she's expressed a desire to live closer to you. Father, may we all spread, share that uh, desire to live closer to you and to grow stronger in your spirit. Father, we ask for your blessing as we go forward this week that as we have given thanks this past week, that we will always give thanks in the weeks to come. Forgive us of our sin, Father, for we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Please stand as we close. A common love for each other, a common gift to the Savior, a common I hope you've all been blessed by the services this morning. Go with God.